drop. So what does du jour mean? You're going to find out today on the Be Kind Rewind. It is so wonderful to be back in the studio. Uh, we hope that everybody is uh, taking their necessary precautions, doing the things that we need to be doing. We are um, following our CDC guidelines and sitting, eh, we'll, we'll say it's six feet apart from each other here in the studio. Close um, enough. Close enough. Close. <laughs> uh, so we're back. We were, we, were off, uh, we were off for a few weeks. And so, I like how you slide over there. <laughs> so, uh, I had some time to kind of reflect and um, just kind of reevaluate the world and, and how we sit in it. And I, I was looking at some films to, to, to bring to the table, so to speak, here for the, at the Be Kind. And there was a moment in time that I just kept just flashing to me. And... I wanted to. I wanted to find a film that best encompassed this mindset, and, and we're gonna we're gonna get into what I'm talking about here in a minute. But um, first off, I want to welcome back, as always, the lovely Carissa Sutton. How are you doing, friend? Oh, hi, kids. <laughs> I missed you all so much. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and it's been a while. Leave me alone. You should have seen me on Saturday when I was watching the Web of Sin show. I was literally sitting on my floor yelling at my TV. For all the performance. Oh, the web of... Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah it, mm-hmm. The... Um, Crying. Oh. It was great. <laughs> it, was, it was a thing. And then, of course, we have the incomparable Mr. Jeremiah Campbell. Welcome well, back. Hello. It's hello. nice to be like out in the daylight. Uh, yeah, instead of just <laughs> in, in store mode all the time. Right. Or stuck in your house on the weekend. Or stuck in your house. Um, so, today, we're talking about Josie and the Pussycats. April 11th, 2001, about as close to you can get to uh, what we're going to talk about as you can. Um, $39 million is how much they spent to make this little film. They grossed $14.9 million at the box office. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> but a, that was a winning. It number. was. <laughs> but this movie doesn't really, honestly, this movie really doesn't qualify for the show because no one is going to sit there and tell you they hated this movie unless they're t- unless you're, you're asking them when it came out because it's kind of grown to have a little bit of a cult status. It's not in anybody's top five cult movies of all time, but a lot of people like it and for good reason. It's, it's, it's a lo- lot of fun. So the reason why, um, what what really struck me with this film is, and it was kind of, it, it harkens back to, we, we talk about it a lot on the show, uh, a more of a familiar time. And this movie is probably the best, if you want to look at like the world pre 9-11, this is probably the best thing that I can think of. <laughs> the best encompasses pulp culture and the world at large in the entertainment type of industry. Uh, this I think is perfect because everything changed a few months later after this. And uh, it never, I, I honestly don't think it ever, re, it never got fixed, it just changed. But this is perfect 
encapsulates everything about like the pop culture industry and how we uh, digest pop culture. And it didn't really go until, and it doesn't really, to me, it hadn't really gotten back to this type of level level of of consumption until recently with uh, streaming services and social media and things like that. And so we could talk about that a little bit. But first, let's talk about the movie itself. You wouldn't, obviously, Krista had never seen it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Big surprise. Oh, man. <laughs> but, but, you guys, but I recognized a fuck ton of celebrities in it. There you go. She'd be real proud of me for that. Yeah, I bet, I bet you I did. I was real excited when Rosario Dawson's face popped up. Yeah, She's Rachel, one of my favorites. Rachel Lee Cook, Tara Reid, and Rosario Dawson. Arguably the best post Josie and the Pussycats uh, career, I think. I oh, want to. Yeah. I want to. We're gonna dive a little bit to Rachel Lee Cook's um, career, but yeah, Rosario Dawson. This is one of her first big, big break films. I would and absolutely she's, go gay for her. I yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, no, she. Um, so she played Val. Yeah, she played Val. Mm-hmm. This one. Mm-hmm. You're really for some reason you're really good at character names. Yeah, because I, I can I, look at celebrity well, names, so, but you remember character because that's names what really it is. Well. Because I'm watching the the movie in itself for its like entirety, and you're watching it in the nerd way. <laughs> if that makes sense, does that make any sense? Like yes. both of you, because you you do it too, where you guys both will talk about facts and like be like, oh, well, this time when they're filming this at this time, fun fact behind the scenes, da da da. Me, I'm like, oh, this person, I'm all about the, the character and like the movie. That's, that's good, the though. big. Oh, absolutely. That, like, that's why do you think I'm? Circle of information. Think I'm still here. <laughs> Considering I know, who, I knew who did the uh, replacement vocals for some of the songs was a band called Biff Naked. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. I had no idea. And about letters that. for Cleo. And letters Same? for Cleo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't do. I don't think they did all of their singing. I know that they, they might have done some of them, but the lead singer from Letters for Cleo did like all of Rachel Cook's vocals. Did you? What's funny though is like the three actresses got to sing backup. So she got to sing backup to her own song. <laughs> That's fine. But not actually lead sing them. So <laughs> All right, you're good enough to sing backup, but not <laughs> lead. I was wondering if <laughs> I was wondering about that. And that band is like totally familiar to me, but I can name I can't name any of their songs. Obviously one of those Letters from Cleo? The, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those early nineties bands that I just wasn't into '90s music, so see that's why I liked uh, when I when I saw that Biff Naked did some of the other other background vocals too. It's yeah. like, oh, sweet, yeah, they do a version of "We're Not Gonna Take It Anymore" that is just freaking fire. It's better than the original. Huh. I would I would argue for sure. Chris is over there looking it up. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Read you like a book, Chris. I think it's funny if you think about it. This movie is like the idiocracy of. Like movie of song, the song of music, the, yeah, yeah, the music business. It's oh like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talk about holding a mirror up to it <laughs> and just buying into it. And I was reading some of the reviews, uh, and you can't really. I mean, one of the things that jumps out, you even like when you when you were watching. Oh my god, was I was, the that product, was the beginning. That was the beginning of the movie. Was the product placement? I was dying. I was laughing so hard. There is not a single scene in that film that doesn't have some sort of name no. brand in it. Lots of Target. <laughs> Which I just mm-hmm. came from. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, McDonald's was the shower scene. Oh, Coke that is, was a big uh, one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love like not only like the name brands, but like the second like 
so you've got like the inside of the du jour plane as target, but yeah. there's also bounce dryer sheets just <laughs> yeah. on the wall as decoration. <laughs> like so, how they did it was so creative and so good. So I was funny. laughing. I was I was living my '90s pop star mm -hmm. fantasy. Totally, totally. Watching this movie, I was so in love with it. Mm -hmm. I was having a great time. Like. <laughs> they popped up the Spice Girls and like crossed them out, like just everything. Well, yeah, around this time, that's pretty much what was happening. They were oh, dropping yeah, off for sure, for sure. They were dropping out, and so like the Spice Girls was like eh, a couple of them. <laughs> right, well, their movie right. came out like ninety seven, I think. Spice was World it? Came was out, it ninety seven? So, yeah, that is one of my favorite movies. Fun fact. Spice World. I took my little brother to see that in the theater. I think we've talked yeah. about that. I'm pretty before. sure I took my wife to see it, and I owned the. CD. I think my, well, fa my favorite scene. <laughs> my favorite scene of that movie is when the um, when the bus jumps the bridge and it's just claymation. <laughs> it every time, it's just like this horrible claymation shit. I'm just like, this is this is fan this is great. I love it. So this is totally a total spoof of those kinds of movies. Oh, yeah, 100%. Even though those movies are spoofs. <laughs> of, <laughs> of themselves. Spice World was a spoof of like... Uh, the the Beatles one, uh, let it no not let it be. What was that called? The 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 Beatles movie, like all those music videos that oh, they yeah. did. Um, but this just just great, and I love just the it is even though it was two thousand one, just the, the late nineties, early two thousand is just it just drips with this film. The clothes, the hair, the technology, <laughs> the the hair. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Not a damn so person good. in this movie wears a bra. And <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Tara Reid is an airhead. It's, oh, my God. Mm. Okay, so yeah. Tara Reid, we all know, like, became, became, you know, she came, got famous from the American Pie movies. Yeah. And then now she's she did those all those Sharknado movies. And in between, you know, she kind of became a, a kind of a cliched train wreck. I thought that she steals this film oh, i think she does. is so funny in this film and it starts almost at the very beginning when they were talking about superpowers you could be at different places and she just gets up and like oh, i could be over here and, and then, then i could be, be over here. and then i could be in the bathroom and then i'm back in the living room and the whole time she just keeps doing it and the scene just continues well val and josie are having a full-on conversation yeah and she's just doing her thing <laughs> and i think like there's something so pure about her and like just because, um, I think Josie says it later in the movie where she says, you believe that every, anything in this world is possible. And mm -hmm. that is just so fucking beautiful to me. Yep. That I'm just like, ugh. The thing about puppies is they turn into, they get old and they turn they into, into dogs, dogs and then they die. <laughs> uh, no, don't say that. No. Why are you so mean? Oh, no. Yeah, Tara Reid is so adorable and hilarious. In this Especially film. when she smashes Carson Daly with a with a who she was dating up. at the time, which was making it, makes it even I better. I did not know that. You didn't know that? Yeah, they were Why dating. Do you think I would know that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of that. That's not a character. Hmm? It's not. A it's character. not a character. I don't. It's a real I person. probably don't, don't know. know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> which made it even better that. Uh, That's great. That, yeah, that she meets him. Up I would they never were date a man like you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. Shortly thereafter, that. <laughs> So, so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's so good. So Tara, Tara Reid is hilarious. Rosario Dawson, like, as, like, a wise, like, you know, she kind of sees it. You all right? I'm good. Keep going. Okay. 
Um, My hair you know, clothes she, keep cutting out. She kind of oh. sees what's happening like in real time, which is pretty cool. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook has that like starry eyed, like but still down to earth the whole time until she gets mm-hmm. the. We'll talk about in a second, and so. And then so, Val's super, mm-hmm. super realistic. She's, yeah. She's very analytical and very like, mm-hmm. what's this about? Which is funny because they like cast her because she was like the funny one. Like when they were doing Rosario. Reels. Yeah. Because yeah. they like, they were trying to get some other people. They like, they screen tested Beyonce and Aaliyah, mm-hmm. which I thought she was already dead by then, but apparently not. I can't remember when she died. Well, this came out in April 20, <laughs> 2001. Yeah. She would have been alive in 2000. And then... They screen tested twice. Uh, Lisa it. Left Eye. Did they? From T- TLC. Right? TLC? Yeah, yeah. TLC. That I so. know. I was obsessed with TLC when I was like 12. <laughs> Which is hilarious because she personally, she basically would have been playing herself then. Right. This is exactly the <laughs> same kind of thing. You're the third person of this group. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they made the right call going with an unknown, especially since Tara Reed was already Tara Reed. And so was Rachel Lee Cook at the time. Out of those three, wasn't like Rachel the top of kind of that was like the top of her game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my guess, my guess is uh, that's why they put her as the lead. Because I'm mm-hmm. guessing, like, was it she's all she's all that? That was like right her. before this. Yeah, pretty sure it was. She's all that. Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. Oh, she's all that was Amanda. No. no. Oh shit. Nope. I'm. I had them mixed up. <laughs> She's the, she's the man. <laughs> oh, that is That's definitely right. Those different. are totally not the same movies. Nope, it's not. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, she's that was two hours, or two, two hours, two years prior to this movie. So, yeah, no, that, I think that was the right call then, having a, a kind of an unknown person. So then you've got your 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 uh, your, your um, minor characters, uh, Alan Cummings, who plays uh, the, the, the sleazy... Wyatt. Uh, Wyatt. Mm-hmm. It's like mega records, right? Mega records. Mega yep. records. <laughs> yep. What's um what's the um woman's name that is the lead of that? Parker, Parker Posey. Parker Posey. Love her. Oh, she's great in this. Is I've Fiona? never I've never known her name. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's in a couple of episodes of Will and Grace. Oh yeah, Parker Posey's amazing. Um Jack's boss at Barney's and she's like this super stuck up New York like boss and it's fucking hilarious it's one of my favorite performances ever parker posey's fantastic she was in wet hot american summer and wasn't she in dazed and confused as well i don't recall this is a movie podcast and they're like <laughs> shitting all over the place what the hell the no, latest parker... thing i remember from is the new lost in space on the, the netflix yes she was in dazed and confused is she is parker posey she on... plays the doctor what yeah. Scream 3 she, is the one that I know her most from. Yeah, she's That's like, what it is. Parker Posey? I'm pretty sure it's Parker Posey. Now I have to In look. what? Yeah. Lo- the new Lost in Space. If she plays Doctor... Uh, um, that would be freaking amazing. Because that means I'm going to go... I'm not going to work tonight. I'm going to go home and watch the Lost in Space show. <laughs> yeah, she's good. Like, she no, makes she's the, amazing. She makes that show. No, Parker Posey's fantastic. And then you have the guy that plays yep, Alan she M. She plays Dr. Smith. Doctor, oh, oh, that's amazing. So then you guy that plays the kid that plays Alan M. You know, Gabriel Mann is his name. <laughs> and then the two, the brother and sister that play their um, their manager, uh, the manager and the manager's sister is Paolo Constant. 
Constantine? No, not Constantine. Constantine, <laughs> like Constantino, I believe his name is. <laughs> who was from Road Trip? Uh, absolutely hilarious in this. And then my <laughs> personal favorite, and she's amazing in anything that she I've ever seen her in is Missy Pyle. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Missy Pyle is the type of person that I, to me, like I, as far as like playing characters. That's who I aspire to be. I fucking love her. If I to, to be to me Missy Pyle because she she is given garbage to work with mm-hmm. and she kills it every, every time. single time. Even in this film, like she even flat out looks at the camera and says, "Why are you even here?" Well, because I was in the comic. Shit, that's funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny, and when the girls are having their meeting in the bathroom about should we sign with this? She's just in there, part of it, doing like she's just standing there, but she, like you can't not look at Missy Pyle. I know. Well, and then the guy comes out, and oh, there's a skunk on your head. Oh, that's just your hair. <laughs> but it looks awesome. Yeah, and 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 in this time period, it didn't, oh it wouldn't have worked. But now it's like that's beautiful. I think that's rad as hell. Yeah. And they have the white patch of hair right there. It's so cool. Yeah, Missy Pyle was in um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. She was in Dodgeball. I mean, her. Her credits go on and on and on and oh, on yeah. and on. And every single thing she's in, she could just be standing in the background and you are just absolutely riveted and looking at her. She even played in, um, she was even in. Um, uh, bringing Down uh, the House, which is one of my favorite Bringing Down the movies. House. Um, Side note. Uh, one Inspector I know. Gadget 2. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> With Mr. French Stewart. <laughs> and she was in Galaxy Quest. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And she's just so good. So amazing. So she's it's like always a female Ben Foster. Yes. <laughs> she's like the female Ben Foster. Like you just, you just look at him <laughs> like, Ooh, <laughs> like he's amazing. Yeah. And he's not doing anything. Yeah. So there, those are your players and they're absolutely fantastic. Uh, Alan Cummings. I think this, this time period is probably the height of his career <laughs> because I mean, now it's like, I don't even know what he's doing now. Oh, he's doing anything. Um, but at, 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 at the know. time, I mean, he played uh, the Great Kazoo in the Flintstones movie, or the Flintstones uh, Viva Rock Vegas, which we covered here on the show before. He's probably on some TV show, where he's probably still doing movies all the time. You just never run yeah. into, you just don't really run into him very often. Did you look up and see when when Aaliyah died? Uh, four months after this came out. Oh, oh wow! Okay. So okay. this came out in April. You said right? April, yeah. yeah. April, May, June, after. July, August of two thousand one. August twenty fifth. August twenty fifth. So that man, because uh, she died before. Didn't she die before the vampire movie came out that she was in, or was that after? Uh, I think it was after. I don't after think it she, was like released post. It was still in post production when she passed. Well, I don't know. I think it was released already, and then. And then she, okay. But I don't remember. Well, I'm just talking about like when she died when she was in that movie. So. I don't remember what movie it was. It was a uh... Uh, vampire. It was a blade. It was the Queen of the Damned. Was ah, it? Yeah, Queen of the Damned. That was it. Queen it was, of the it Damned. It was a maybe because they do do a in memory of and the really? credits of that movie. So. Oh, okay. So she must have died then, obviously, before it came out. Cool. So yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Josie and the Pussycats <clears throat> wasn't very well received. And if you read the articles about the time, everything that they were making fun of, the critics at the time took literally. 
especially <laughs> with the wall, especially with the product placement. They say it's a good movie, but there's just so many products product placement in it. Like that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole Literally. point. It's yeah. the fucking storyline. Yeah, that's they flat out tell you that they're trying to. And I love how they make New York City just a giant billboard. Yeah, from the yeah. from, the, from worse than the, it is. Yeah, from the from the from the water. <laughs> it's just these. It's so good. <laughs> So funny, and then like just this, the the gigantic ones behind they're they're filming a scene. There's just like gigantic yep. ad I, in the I, back. My favorite is when they go to the aquarium and it's Evian water that the fish are swimming <laughs> in. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh. it's like idiocracy. Yeah, totally. Instead of we're gonna water the plants with bromide. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what plants crave, and that's what dolphins crave, right. apparently, is Evian water. <laughs> so you're right. Alan Cummings was doing a lot of TV. He was in, like, all the whole series of The Good Wife. Was he? Yeah. Okay. And, like, some other weird stuff. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be... Okay. I liked uh, uh, Alan Cummings. I just... I, I laughed so hard when Eugene Levy came on that TV. Mostly because I'd just been watching Schitt's Creek, like earlier that day and so he pops out and i was like eugene levy yeah his instructional video on this um, is how we're going to get teens to buy anything that they want that you want them to and then uh, donald Faison and seth green just having argument. yeah donald Faison, seth green and breck and meyer oh my gosh yeah du jour so funny so good <clears throat> even the name is just so perfectly <laughs> the day yeah like, this is the band mm. of the day <laughs> So, so on the money. And the archetypes there are just so hilarious. Because in your head, you just think, like, yep, I want to live in a world where NSYNC sat around and had that conversation. Like, yeah, I was doing this. Mm. And then you start doing... Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And the dumb one is like, du jour means friendship. (laughs) (laughs) What du jour means. (laughs) Hey, I heard this, this sound on the back of our tracks. What is it? Oh, yeah. He just jumps out of the plane. And yeah, like, I love how like fuck? there's no hesitation. Like, oh, you did. Okay, cool. Bye. <laughs> I'm more hesitant jumping into a swimming pool than he was jumping out of a plane. Like, oh, okay. And he can attest to that. <laughs> it's like he's done it before. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay. Well, this band is over. <laughs> Do you ever wonder why so many pop stars die in plane crashes? <laughs> <laughs> plane crashes, overdoses, finding like, religion, damn. all these things. Like, ouch. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, nailed that one on the head. Yeah, okay. totally. Totally. What did Kobe Bryant know, guys? Oh, my God. Huh. I think they're trying to sell oh. sneakers. <laughs> Too soon. Go, Kobe. <laughs> yeah, good luck on that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the product placement and the uh, just, the, just the, the satire of that is just absolutely <clears throat> amazing. And then uh the movie phone guy and he's dead now right i don't think that guy's still alive anymore oh movie, <laughs> movie phone, movie phone guy because... is this guy still alive that's movie all we're... yeah i'm pretty sure he's not either but yeah. i i have no idea i honestly those those moments are my favorite just because just how like <laughs> orange is the new pink <laughs> <laughs> or when they're like specifically when they're specifically for josie <laughs> 
They are bad girls. You are the rock star. <laughs> Everyone's come to see Josie. Also the subliminal messages. The, sub- the, the subliminal yeah. messages are so funny. And I and I just love yeah, I love it the the one that's just for Josie. It's just <laughs> they are bad girls. <laughs> but the um the way that works out is great. And then the one the kids that aren't like duped by it i love how it's the the code name is like it smells like teen spirit <laughs> and they're picked up and thrown in <laughs> and like in a nirvana cage <laughs> they're testing over the over the pa system at yeah the records oh, at the like record this? store yeah the, the way that the people consume uh they consume everything there is just fantastic oh, yeah and i love how it worked on them too in the studio it's like, i want a big mac you're a vegetarian. I, I know, but I really want a Big Mac right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as we can stop by Foot Locker, I need some sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we can do to sell stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the mean girls from the beginning that were bitches to them came around and they're biggest fans. They're the biggest fans. Yep. Cunts. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. wow. <laughs> yep. Holy so smokes. I feel about that. Wow. <laughs> Gotta go NC-17 on this show. Apparently, yeah. This warning. is definitely not safe warning for label. work. <laughs> it would be if we were in the UK. That's true. Insane. Yeah, they freely use that over there. Yeah, I As love. I'm staring at an American eagle with uh, or a bald eagle with American flag wings. Yeah, that, that's the most ironic <laughs> thing in this, in this studio: the giant American flag eagle. <laughs> you should have stuck with the first part. It was very much more Trumpian of you. <laughs> very much the so. American eagle. <laughs> I was I was trying to say bald eagle with an American flag. <laughs> Considering this eagle together. has American flag wings, like yeah, I, that's, I, it, oh it my just, gosh. everything just kind of molded together. At the one weird, time. the weirdest things show up in this studio. It's hilarious. Oh, and it's from the Bradford Exchange. Oh, hey. This commemorates the 10th anniversary of 9-11. Cute. Well, Well, here we go. Now we have to be nice. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) Wow, for being Bradford Exchange, it's not very... Well, I mean, this is just a sticker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm to take a picture of that. So, I I just... I love how self-aware everybody is in this film, too. Especially, like... They get signed, and then all of a sudden, and how they show them like climbing the charts. They're literally climbing a, a representation yeah. of the charts. <laughs> and I and I love those the moments of clarity where it's like, man, this is weird. This all happened in a week. Yeah, yeah. No, it's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then then uh, Wyatt keeps keeps uh, adding to the, the the front desk message. That Alan left for his canceled show. Yeah. Who do you keep calling? Yeah. I'm uh, running a record label here, Josie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the when they try to come in between uh, Josie and Alan M, uh, it's actually really sweet. And I love how they have their moment. Like, they squeeze in this moment to go to the aquarium. Yeah. Um, because they're just so... She's on the... You know, she's fast-tracking to fame. And he's just, like, some guy from... And her boyfriend from Riverdale. And how but that he's not her boyfriend from earlier yet, yet no, uh, not until the very end, not until the very end in spoiler. true 90s movie fashion. Yep, totally <laughs> true. Ni- yeah, spoiler from a 20 
<laughs> I'm a 20 you should year old know movie. by now, Jeremiah, that all we do is spoil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if spoilers wasn't already taken by Kevin Smith, this could have been the name that's of the what show. Call it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think that's really, really sweet. And and it's sad when she when the when Alan Cumming kind of like messes with that relationship. Because she was really looking forward to go seeing his show. Yeah. That sad show sitting next to the bathroom that the only person that came to his show was Missy Pyle. Yeah. Which, hey, still not a good... Still, so, still, I'm, I'm with the man. man. <laughs> still a good turnout of Missy someone, Pyle. Someone starts coughing and she's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she always plays obsessive so well. Oh, yeah. So no, good. she's so good. I love her so much. She has like these crazy eyes that just like... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, she's absolutely oh perfect. Oh my god, you should, have you so, seen Bringing Down the House? Bringing, the, yeah, I've seen Bringing Down the so House. Her, 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 and Queen Latifah's little fight in the bathroom is fucking hilarious. <laughs> no, I haven't seen Bringing Down the House in a long time. I used to watch it like three times a day. You just have a, you just, you just like um, Queen Latifah. You, well, Queen Latifah oh. and you and Eugene Levy. I love Eugene Levy. I also love Steve Martin. I feel like there's just like six movies you own and you just love those six movies. Pretty much. Well, <laughs> since I was a kid, apparently I watch movies and stuff over and over and over again since I was a kid. I still do it. So. Yeah, there are days where we're getting ready for the show. It's like, yeah, I've watched this like three times. Like, what? <laughs> I don't think I've seen this movie three times total. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is Tucker's that way. And my oldest son, Miles, is that way too. A movie will get over and they'll just they'll just immediately want to put it right back on again. Yeah, well, show them their future because it is. <laughs> so is that a good thing or a bad oh. thing? <laughs> I mean, it's paved my way to be being here every. That's true. Every That's true. Show, so. you, it's you've proven got those my worthiness. Too, right? What you've got those movies too, but you just got to add like six hundred other movies that you've only seen one time. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, <laughs> you like, still have like those ten movies that you've seen like a bunch of times. Oh yeah, like uh, this is actually uh, another story. I was watching uh, Back to the Future. Uh, Tucker's been really interested for some reason. He's like obsessed. For one, he's obsessed with Ghostbusters, like obsessed, and uh, Back to the Future. But he had not seen either one of those two things. He saw okay. He saw the the Ghostbusters with the ladies in it. That doesn't count. Shut up. <laughs> You're not invited to the, the Ghostbusters and answer the call episode. Fine. <laughs> so uh, I, I think that he was like expecting Back to the Future to be more than what it was because we sat and him and I sat and watched it the other day. We watched the second one, which he, he liked a little bit. He liked the hoverboard scenes, obviously. And, you know, he had to get a kick on some of those things. And then we watched the second one, the third one, you know, the one in the Old West. And he lasted about, you know, he, he was in and out for a while. And then until about right towards the end, he just like, I know that when he's done and he just gets up to leave. And, you know, I was like, Tucker, you should stay and watch this movie. This is actually a really good movie. And I, this, I'm really fond of this movie because I used to sit and watch it with my dad. So he doesn't skip a beat. He just looks right at me and goes, oh, well, then you know how it ends. And then he leaves. <laughs> and then he just leaves. <laughs> He misses the flying train. He misses all that stuff. He just pieces out. Like, all right, well, yeet. <laughs> Off he goes. It was unreal. Like, are he's you kidding? Five, right? Oh, yeah, he's five. Yeah, a little, little shit. Oh, my gosh. This is, yeah, he's, oh, well, then you know how it ends. Oh and that God. was it. This is the same kid that asked me if we could have, like, a camp out in the living room. 
And I say, no, we're not going to have a camp out in the living room tonight because we've got a long day tomorrow. And again, doesn't skip the beat and goes, Dad, every day is the same length. <laughs> Tomorrow's not longer than today. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Little ass. He's not wrong. Little jackass. <laughs> That's the shit you got to record. So, like, when he's, like, 20, you can be like, yeah, this is. Or we could shit. we could be entertained by it now. I don't care about him when he's <laughs> yeah. twenty. 20. Yeah, no, I couldn't care about me now. <laughs> Play it back to him. You know, like, <laughs> I don't like, care about his yeah, memories. Been Jeremiah. The longest day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What about, <laughs> what about this? Yeah. this? <laughs> oh well, then you know how it ends, <laughs> and then Lee <laughs> walks away. Fine, I'm gonna enjoy this flying train. Oh, so <laughs> so you good. just gotta remember that to get him back, like when he wants to watch some movie he likes and have you watch it for the first time the best way to be like get up and leave the room but (laughs) when is that gonna happen give me a movie that he's seen that joey hasn't it could happen no i'm sure there's actually he's seen a lot he's he's watched a lot of movies that i haven't seen i don't sit and watch the crap that he watches he's dumb stuff now if i know if i want to get him back (laughs) yeah he watches five-year-old stuff (laughs) screw that so dumb oh my gosh but um I really shouldn't say that because the stuff that we watched in hindsight was pretty damn dumb yeah. too. But uh, no, the best way to get him back is if he's going to watch something to just stand in front of him and the TV and then just play what you know, just yell and scream and jump around and play with toys and just just be a nuisance while he's trying to watch a show. That'd just be the best way to get him back. I have a feeling he would just sit there with his like hands in his lap, being like, "Oh, oh yeah, I know. He's, like, he gets all pissed. He no, he gets all pissed. <laughs> Absolutely know, pissed." <laughs> They're, they're, they're overrated. They're, they're, they're there's overrated. there's been like one time that I was babysitting my my five year old niece, and my sister told me like she gets a snack before bed. I said okay, cool. So I gave her a snack. She's running around playing, doing her five year old thing, and I was like, you have five minutes to finish your snack, and she's like, okay, takes a bite, run around, whatever. Sorry, I don't understand. I timed her. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, don't yell at me. Who was that? Google Assistant. <laughs> oh, Google weird. Assistant. Anyway, didn't finish her snack, so I put it back in the fridge. She threw a fit, so I picked her up, threw her over my shoulder, and walked her and took her, put her to bed. Next night, you best believe she had that snack finished in five minutes. Heck yeah. No. Hey, you, don't only, you, you just have to be a hard ass like once or twice. It sucks, but once you do it, then they'll... Okay. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't mine. <laughs> I, like, child. I don't have a problem with being a hard ass. I'm cool with it. <laughs> my nephew one time, um, when he was like six or something, took a mop and was trying to clean and put it in my dog's water to get the oh, mop God. wet. That nice. was pretty funny. The funny part is is between my 5-year-old and my 12-year-old, my 12-year-old would do that. Yeah. Miles would totally do it's that. It's pretty entertaining. So <laughs> since I do like act and stuff like that, like the way my mind works is that if I'm thinking of a scene or I'm thinking of something that's funny, if I'm by myself, I will act it out myself. I can see that. And I will, I just will go through, especially like if I'm driving to work, I'll talk and I'll like do, even when I'm at work by myself, I'll like, I'm having a conversation with nobody, right? Right. So earlier today, um, when I was in the shower, in my head, I kept thinking about the Tara Reed scene in the shower when she's saying, if you're happy and you know it, you clap <laughs> your hands. Head, she kept dropping <laughs> She kept dropping her thing. Her, her shit. thing of french fries. Her french fries. Yeah, her McDonald's <laughs> french fries uh, scrubby. So I'm sitting there with my soap in my hand, and it's sure as shit, I'm sitting there. It's like, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> and I drop the thing out of my hands, and I pick it up. Like, I'll be damned. And it was everything I could not to do it again. Like, it totally happened randomly. Like, oh, frick. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. 
Yeah, that was totally, totally. Jeremiah, what have you got for us? You've got a whole list of things that I want to talk about. Nope. Or I want you to talk about. <laughs> oh, wow. Put me on the spot. You have a list in front of you. It's yeah, you already went spot, through the list bud. already. No. Um, the movie did horrible, but the the soundtrack uh, went gold. Did it really? Yeah, they sold 500,000 wow. copies. So, which is pretty interesting. Well, it the music pretty, is great. Yeah. And it's not it's not horrible movie music at all. Yeah. It's good stuff. And it was uh, produced by Babyface. Oh, was it really? Sense. Yeah, which is kind of like... Well, between the, mm. the letters to Cleo and Biff Naked, yeah, baby, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, that would be a halfway decent soundtrack. Again, I think like this... We talked about it on Starship Troopers. This is like one of those movies that the criti- critics totally killed, I think. I think the they killed office. it, yeah. And I, I don't... Yeah, because they I, didn't get it. I was they, like looking up the other movies that came out at the same time. And I then I made me remember that I did go see this movie in theater... Because I didn't see any of this other shit in theater when what, it what, came out. What I love that. What else came in? So came out? Joe Dirt. Okay. <laughs> really, Joe Dirt was that old? Yeah, same week. This came out the same <laughs> week as <laughs> Joe Dirt. I thought, yeah, I thought Joe it was like Dirt April was April first or something VHS like that. Yeah, <laughs> and it made thirty-one million. So that shows you what. So maybe David well, Spade had some old right pull hole during that time took away from the josie and the pussycats uh freddie got fingered Ooh. <laughs> so wow yeah uh crocodile dundee los angeles okay uh one night at mccool's uh one night at mccool's <laughs> yeah so oh like a lot of quintessential I love how oh. joey gets and i'm just sitting here like i have not that i no i have not seen one night at mccool's in a long time <laughs> And then the obvious oh. winner out of this, which I never saw, probably I still some... have not seen. I never saw the sequel, uh, Bridget Jones's Diary. The two? No, the first one. Oh, this is the first one. Okay. Yeah. And all those other well, no wonder made that less was... than like forty million mm-hmm. combined, basically. <laughs> but that made like two hundred eighty-one million dollars. Well, yeah, so, of course. I mean, all these weird weird comedies and then Bridget Jones's diary of course that but made if you all... think of like that year like all those like Joe Dirt Freddie got Fink, like they're all like kind of the same like 90s that kind of like I mean they're all different movies but it's very like but they're all, all the same movie. you put all of them in, all of them in a hat and you're like yep these all came out at the same time for sure I they're, <laughs> they're they are very like character driven and just really off the wall satirical I personally I wasn't a big of a big of fan of Joe Dirt when I first saw it. I, I I liked it, but it wasn't something that was freaking amazing. I loved uh, Josie when I when I saw it. I thought Joe Dirt was hysterical. That's because I come from a small town in Oregon that's agriculture and it's very redneck. And no, the, uh, I you so know I was laughing my ass off through the entire I movie. liked it. It's the the stuff that I didn't like overpowered the stuff. Like mm-hmm. I didn't like the way, like. I don't know. I didn't like the like this like the stuff with like Christopher Walken. There was just little things in there. It. Yeah, there was just little pieces. Yeah, there little pieces in there that to me just didn't work. But it's still a very. I mean, it's still a very iconic type of character for him. Obviously, I never saw the sequel, but which is hilarious because I just saw it at Walmart last night in the three dollar bin. The sequel. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one of those Great. movies. Like when you go to the movies, and, well, not now, but like <laughs> yeah. Not and right they're now, but <laughs> when, when you have you're to like break in previews and you're like, nope, 
Not going to see that in theater. That was like Joe Dirt for me at the time. But Correct. Like later on, like I definitely watched it like on TV and stuff. And yeah. I thought it was funny, but not like at the time I was like, no, I'm not going to go see this in, on the big screen. I'm not going to pay see, back then $8 or whatever. <laughs> for, for me, like there was... Uh, yeah, the, I was a lot less discerning on what I would spend money to go see. It at the, now I can tell you right away. Nope, 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 nope. I'm not going <laughs> to see any of that stuff. A big like tentpole picture. Can I want to see it on a big screen? Yeah, like I'll go see a Star Wars or a Marvel picture or something like that. But it's, if it's like a romantic comedy, pass. I'll wait. Or if there it's something are very like, few movies that I'll actually go to the movie theater. And for see. sure. <clears throat> uh, well, but back ba- then, that time frame, it was like I'll go see it. See pretty much anything yeah exactly out. yeah it, it's a crying shame that they didn't have movie pass back then because i yeah <laughs> I would, would have never been there because i can remember seeing freddie got fingered at the theater Ugh. i want i want movie pass to be narrated by movie phone guy <laughs> I want that what movie life. are you gonna see today <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't but know. no i freddie got that f- tom green in that? yeah that's yeah. tom green's We're never yeah. a fan so i liked tom green and i was excited for the film there were some things I liked. About um, look, another person. I think the only movie I ever liked him in was Charlie's Angels. Oh, he was great in Charlie's <laughs> Angels. Never seen it. Uh, he's yeah, he's just one of those guys that you can't. You're not. He's not. He's gonna be Tom Green, and that's who he's playing. He's not yeah. playing anybody else. Yeah, that's who you're getting is Tom Green. Yeah. So that doesn't translate well to an hour and a half movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. We should do an episode of that because that's quite a film. And what movie? Freddy got fingered. Oh, yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, I, oh, I don't you. doubt you. I have I, never I seen it as well. You've never you, seen it. You've never Two seen movies we haven't seen. Or oh my god! Seen. Whoa, 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 whoa! You haven't seen Freddy got fingered? No. <laughs> it is an incoherent mess of a film. It literally just wanders from scene to scene to scene. So it's like it is art. Isn't Tiger it like, King, like his show. Yeah, kind of movie. Yeah, it is just one had, incoherent um, scene to the next. And yeah, the it budget, is art. The budget for that was fourteen million. The box office was fourteen point three million. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> that was probably hilarious. a win for Tom Green. Yeah, yeah. Uh, breaking even point three million. Yes, breaking even. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's yeah, it's. Man, I want to rent it. Stupid. Um, I like I'm actually gonna rent it. Amazon it's. Yeah, you it, probably it's find me. it in a three dollar bin. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out, boys. I will. Um, yeah, it's 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 in, in it's it's art, and it's it's not a straightforward film at all. And it, like these films here, like they were all satires, and and so that's why at the time the critics were like, uh, no. <laughs> I, I guess that apparently they just really liked straightforward things back then. I don't know. I I just. My, my my biggest takeaway watching this is like, man, how different and the same the world is now than it was then. Because everything changed like four months later. And then nowadays there's a lot of similarities. It doesn't, it didn't age like we grew back into it. Yeah. And there's a huge following for it again. Josie and the Buzzy Gats, not Freddie Got Fingered. Um, but there's a huge following again for it. I was, when I was doing some research uh, for this episode, Kept finding a lot of different things. They actually, rec- uh, all three of the gir- the the bandmates got back together not too long ago. I guess I don't see why that would be that hard to do. I mean, they're all still making movies and things, but um, well, not yeah. really. I mean, Rosario Dawson yeah. is. But did she <laughs> say? Did you see she's gonna play so Oscatano? 
from Star Wars. Mm. The chick with the big thing on her head. I did not. Yeah, she's she's on the Mandalorian. Ooh. Yeah, it'll be good stuff. I want to watch that just just you to need see to. Baby Yoda. Yeah. I, you haven't I, watched I, the Mandalorian yet? No. Can oh. I watch it and not know anything about Star Wars, with the exception of like the basics? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's totally. Yeah, you don't. Need it's its own. Thing. You don't know. It's like its own okay. universe. Kind it of is. Thing. Because uh, I really didn't want to have to catch up on all that shit because no. I'm not going to watch any of these no. movies. It's not going to happen. Unless someone makes me. Like, I have to watch it with somebody. Otherwise, I, I won't all, pay attention. The, like, the only thing you would need to know is, like, this is, like, however many years after all the... Ten. Ten years after the movies. Okay. So well, ten years after mean. the first three movies. The very first three, like the yes. the seventy, the seventies, right? Yeah. So yeah, after Luke Skywalker blows <laughs> so up the Death Star the second time, and Darth Vader dies, the Emperor Palpatine dies. It's like the aftermath. The aftermath, basically. yeah. So basically, okay. all those like clone, all those stormtroopers, all their stuff is old because they've just kind of been left. That's really okay. Yeah, I mean that's. I don't know. Correct us if we're wrong. The world after the war, basically. Yeah. So it's a new self-contained story. I just want to see. I want to see Baby Yoda in in action. Baby Yoda instead of in the in in meme form. No. (laughs) It's you. You'll you'll dig the crap out of it. Yeah, you do know me well. (laughs) My wife doesn't even really like Star Wars, but she like loves. Oh yeah, the Mandalorian. The Baby Yoda is literally the only reason I want to watch it. (laughs) And how smart of them to keep that under wraps until it debuted, right? They didn't. Nobody knew that whole show. Not even Baby Yoda, like. Yeah. Going into that show, I thought it was about Boba Fett. Exactly. And it's not. That's not Boba Fett. Know, like, it's just some character from Star Wars. Like, yeah. I know he has the helmet that's like. Yeah. He looks just like, 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 yeah. So he looks, yeah. I know what he looks like, but I don't yeah. know his character. So I thought it was about that. But... I thought so too. What's I know it? it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> so there I, you go. <laughs> I started watching it for like five minutes and I it was I couldn't. It takes it takes about two episodes because little baby Yoda don't even show up. I mean, until... I was also drunk at the time, so. Oh well, there you go. Really... Just getting drunk in your apartment. Yeah. Watching the oh, this. I mean, it was after the bar. Oh okay. So this was okay. like a couple months ago, okay. before we were ordered to stay in our houses. Before <laughs> I lost my job. So sad. Uh, no, I feel I I feel bad, and then I also feel bad for the folks like us that just are just getting worked to the. Right. Yeah. I don't feel bad for me. Do not feel bad for me. Well, no, I I, I, I still do because it's still hard. I mean, Meh. having to do other stuff that you, you know, you're you're out of your element. It's you're out of blessing. your normal routine. It's so, been a blessing. if good things can come from this, I was talking about this the other day when I did a live video on my Facebook. Like, I just hope that good things come from this. Uh, some amazing art. Uh, if people have. become fucking amazing. Uh, if people can come out, come out, you know, di- with a different perspective on things i know that people are garbage and nothing's going to change and it's just going to be <laughs> shit as usual but like hope is building you know right now it's kind of desperate but like hope is there which is a great hope got this, crushed when bernie sanders suspended his that was a campaign and that was a bummer day Biden, so. that was a bummer day so um <laughs> hope was lost at that point yeah that was rough so Back to Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to feel good about something. Sorry, <laughs> so I, I like to take, you know, you know, going through these films and looking at what you can take away for, you know, those feel good moments. I like the, even though it's like kind of ludicrous that for one, Alan M 
and Josie could hear each other when she was when they were doing their big concert at the end of the film. Mm. But it was still just a nice moment that they reco- that they reconnected and she, you know, they exp- expressed their love for each other. That was a nice moment and I really liked the chemistry that the three bandmates had. Yeah. Huge. I, even at the very beginning when they're playing that bowling alley for five bucks, like you could see the chemistry and you could see the camaraderie there. And that's what, what's what was so devastating to me when it was used against her later in the film. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, Val, who's the rock star? Yeah. I'm the, oh, Josie, you bitch. Bro, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can see, <laughs> oh. you can see Val's like soul oh, leave her body. Gosh, that, that moment. That was just absolutely just, even I can remember, you know, when I first saw this film, that, oh, that was just cold. Well, and especially, so especially cold. after she had just been with just, Carson Daly and yeah, the other Carson Daly. Fighting Carson Daly <laughs> and Ari Spears. Someone trying to kill her. the fake TRL set, which was hilarious. I'm Carson Daly. You're not Carson Daly. You're not Carson Daly. I am. Look at the nails. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, TRL days. Yeah, the fake TRL set where they're yeah. just like, yeah, we're going to here to kill you. Just so nonchalantly. Oh, yeah. yeah just like this is what Carson Daly does. That's, that's even better, too. It's like, how different of a world was that yeah. it's like yeah i'm gonna play this. i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna kill you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more mindful now but i just love those and those moments i think at the very beginning are my absolute favorite when they're just they're struggling together yeah and those are my favorite parts of this film i you know you always have to try to find it to find those sentimental moments and that was by far for me when they're all sitting there who's the rock star i'm the rock star yeah because they're three girl. They're three friends that had a, a mutual dream, and it's about to get shattered. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, we've all been in those places where we we were all in the same place uh, together, and then life happens, and people kind of go different ways, or they're still it's just not the same. And I, I I could see that where like wait a second, you know, we we were in this together, and now you know you're skyrocketing, and I'm kind of left behind, and. So I can see where that, you know, th- th- there's some sentiment. Well, I also, I also thought it was really sweet um, before they almost died when Wyatt was like, no, 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 no. It's just Val and Mel. They're going on TRL because it's time to get to know the other, other pussycats. Mm-hmm. And Josie is all about it. She's yeah, like, yeah, Chris, it. go have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like why would like, I have yes, a hard time? Buddy, yeah. Get it. Yeah, and yeah. Like, she's still Val just so... kind of comes to, and she's like, "Oh, okay, you're not being a bitch," and no, and, not at all, and trying to take the spotlight, and just it that was yeah. a heartwarming moment. For yeah, me. no, it's by far. I was, was definitely not expecting Carson Daly to come out with a bat <laughs> when <laughs> to he kill arrived. Them. <laughs> I mean, the fake the fake set was funny because I <laughs> like that made sense to me, but then he came out with a bat. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, you're you first like this is Makes really sense. weird, and then you see it's like, oh, this is hilarious. And yeah. gonna, try to dupe them and beat them up and <laughs> kill them. This whole set. Mel just busts him, and then he's on TRL, just like his arm in a sling. He's all beat up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she turns bad, I mean, she just turns cold, and it's hurtful. Yeah. And then I love, I love when they, when they, when they snap out of him. Um. I love it at the be- right before the big concerts to happen, 
And they're like, well, you know, if you don't do this, this will happen. They show him the car. Yeah. And Mel's like, Val, you want a car. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I want a car. <laughs> you want a car? I want a car. <laughs> oh, Mel. Oh, but. yeah. She's so funny in this film. I I think that it's it definitely speaks. I think she's more talented than she was ever really given credit for. She was oh, yeah. just like eye candy and then assumed that she was a train wreck. Yep. So that's a shame because yeah, she she's hilarious. I've always been entertained by Tara Reid. So, and the fact that she has the sense to do those like Sharknado movies and play these ridiculous, goofy ass this this these goofy ass movies and play it so straight. It's just yeah. so such a brilliant move to play that straight. Have you seen all those the Sharknado films? No, I've seen like a couple of them. Is she in all of them or just the later ones? No, she's in all of them. Oh. I actually sat and I That's watched, I've I seen them all. I've seen all <laughs> like five or six of them. Yeah, it, they're crazy. But yeah, the the fact that she could play that role so straight and yeah, how funny she was. This one, how sweet, like totally, totally bought it. So I loved that. Oh, you know what I, I, was, I was thinking about is like what another movie. This is a, a lot alike. And then I looked it up and they came out the same year too. What? It was Zoolander. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, a lot of, a lot of very well, yeah, Zoolander came out the weekend of 9-11. Yeah. Like the very, that week. So there's a lot of self-reflection of, of the entertainment industry. Like it right. just, it did be just become self-parody of itself between yeah, Zoolander, Josie and the Pussycats. Um, there's, I know there's others that came out around that time. But like this, like Zoolander is like almost the same. If you think about it, like they're subliminally getting him to like kill some yeah world leader and yeah like, <laughs> yeah their <laughs> sleeper cells <laughs> how everything is tied together through through uh for the capitalism and how everything is just yeah, intertwined which maybe it is that, maybe josie just needed more star power and it would have made its money because <laughs> i don't really think zoolander was any i like zoolander i like well, if it came out like, at the same time as Joe Dirt and Freddie Got Fingered and all that other crazy shit, people that are generally going to see comedy shows are dudes. Simple as that. And so they're not going to go see a comedy with a bunch of chicks. Which they are, they, they are sorely missing out. Because, oh, I agree. Oh. 100%. But they're going to go see Freddie Got Fingered or Joe Dirt before mm -hmm. Josie and the Pussycats. Because like, they're going to look at Josie and the Pussycats as like a girl power movie rather than a comedy gold can you is. does that make sense what i'm curious what your thoughts are on the motivations for fiona parker posey's character how she just wanted to be popular and she just wanted <laughs> to have friends oh yeah i loved that when she invites them into her bedroom and they're having a girl's day and they're oh yeah i totally sit over here it absolutely made sense <laughs> how much towards do you the weigh? end of it like it was a big one um because i was watching that and i was cringing in the like during that scene because i was just like thinking she's wanting to take advantage of these teen basically teenage girls which is obnoxious to me and she was very, doing it very cringy and she was like trying too hard mm -hmm. and i'm like stop you are you are an adult you're an adult and mm -hmm. then at the end of it um that made a lot more sense whereas like she hasn't grown past the bullying and the pain from her high school days she just and, wanted to be right yeah. and so she's stuck mentally in this uh this teenage angst mm -hmm. essentially as an adult. And so she never matured past that and never moved into adulthood. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, and mm -hmm. then 
Wyatt. White ass Wally. <laughs> <laughs> God. You know, coming out in his I've been holding that in for fifteen years. <laughs> giant gut. <laughs> uh, uh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. yeah like that end of, that end of it. I was like, okay, that makes a lot more sense. All of this whole thing makes a lot more sense. Like yeah. the fact that they're obsessed with teenagers. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's weird to see it, and then you put it in context after the fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the whole subliminal message at the big concert at the end was just Fiona. Fiona's event is great. She's, mm-hmm. you know, she's the most popular girl. And yeah. Her motivations of just being accepted and being like it was almost sad when she like was like. She has her own snacks. Like she has like a snack board all set up, and she's like, mm. "Oh, I'm so fat, I can't eat a chip." Yeah. Oh, girl, <laughs> eat Welcome that chip. <laughs> yeah, eat that chip, girl. <laughs> How much do you weigh? One eighteen, one fifteen. I'm three pounds later. Get away from. <laughs> I mean, that moment was very, very like early or late '90s, early 2000s. It was very, very much because in the '90s and early 2000s weight conscious and like very skinny girls were very very big body positivity was a long way it was a long way away yeah definitely it was very much you know like skinny white girls and which there's absolutely nothing wrong with skinny white girls don't at me girls i love you you too but (laughs) there's just uh, less of you to love apparently (laughs) (laughs) um but that was the big idea that was that was the the goal for everybody essentially and that was what was on magazines and what was in movies, what was, you know, and so... It's pencil thin. Yeah, it was extremely look representative at, well, they of They look like Kate, Kate Moss and... What was that other one? There was another, like... Um, she was on... She was on ER. Uh, Juliana Margulies. Like, all these actresses were just pencil, pencil thin. Yeah. Even, like, what Jennifer she mentioned... Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, like, Allie McBeal. Back yeah, then, Allie, Allie McBeal. McBeal. Yeah, for sure. But... It, but wasn't Allie McBeal like part of her storyline that she was anorexic? I don't know. I never watched it. So. I I know that she was in real life. But. Right. But I think part of her storyline was that she, I don't know for sure. But I feel like part of her storyline was she was anorexic. It was probably the best way to, to address the obvious that this right. person, you couldn't hit her with a handful of corn. Right. But that, but that makes sense that they would have somebody that is either anorexic or that, that, look, that, is, that looks anorexic. That is because I know people that are healthy but they look anorexic or they look very skinny, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but they eat healthily. They, they eat, you know, hefty or whatever, but that's just their metabolism. But. Mm-hmm. Well, even like what, with Bridget Jones's diary, Jeremiah, that you mentioned, that was a novelty back then. And she had to put on like what, 20 pounds and she looked huge. Who? Um, Renee Zellweger to play oh, Bridget, Bridget Jones. Jones. She didn't even put Yeah, it was like it's such a big deal. Yeah, and she and it wasn't even all that much of weight. And honestly, yeah, she just she didn't look no fat or anything. Not even not it not at all, but that was like, "Oh, she got all big for that movie." Like, "Oh, come on now." Yeah, every time I see um, she got big for that movie. Yeah. Well, that was the big deal. It's like, I "Well, know, she she like, put on a lot of weight for that for movie." It's like guys like us, that was like when she shows up dressed as the <laughs> the Playboy bunny, like, "Are you kidding me?" Like Nope, perfect. <laughs> Chef kiss. <laughs> well, and every time I watch a movie from back then, and a lot of our movies are from there, and mm-hmm. um, or I look at information, and they're like, "Oh, she gained weight for this," or whatever the case is, or like, "I'm so fat," and I'm like, "Girl, you're size five. Size five is not fat." And it's just like the it's 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 weird seeing things back then where 
what was considered big and like even even I watch 30 Rock sometimes and there's references to like Tina Fey being big and like all this kind of stuff and I'm like you're not how is yeah in a world where Tina Fey is like right but there's but there's not plus size not plus size but just just like normal fat or like but there but there are references to it and I'm just like that is not even the case at Mm -hmm. all and it's it's frustrating and it's it's annoying like going back and re-watching some of these movies or watching some of these movies i've never seen and having references like that happen and then looking in the mirror like we're just gonna hit pause because (laughs) (laughs) no it's (laughs) i I didn't mean to put you on the spot to bring this up but i really wanted to no i really wanted to hear your perspective on that because it was a big deal and it was something that you know, I, I, I didn't look at that as as part from comedy. It looked it was, it was there was kind of a, a tragic aspect of that that she was trying so hard to fit in that she was starving herself. Oh yeah, for sure. And but that's what I'm saying. Like that happens a lot mm-hmm. in older movies. And like, yes, they make jokes about that and all. And I get it and I understand it and I I see where it's coming from. But it's it's part of the hurtful narrative. Oh, that by comes far. from it, and so like, even it just even, sucks. Even now, like for every you know day of progress that we make, I, I, I still think there's a long way to go. I mean, you have hysterically funny comedians and actresses right now that are still struggling with that. I mean, you've got like your Rebel Wilsons and your uh, Christine Letts and Melissa McCarthy, who apparently decided to go the route of losing a bunch of weight because now she's not as as heavy as she was. Like. <sighs> I mean, if you if you want to do that to make yourself feel better, go for it. But don't do that because you feel like you have to. Yeah, I <laughs> or, like it's a, or Jennifer because Hudson. it's just like a fad. Or Jennifer Hudson, yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost just a fad. Thing. Just what like fad diets, like it's a thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like oh, I can just do this and lose all this weight, not because I want to feel better about myself, mm-hmm. but just because everybody else is in Hollywood's mm-hmm. doing it exactly. Ever and it's like, and what sucks, like Tuesday, you know, because I. Hell, I struggle with my weight. I'm nowhere near like some of the the happy, not happiest times. But like I remember when I was super skinny in my adulthood. Like that was an interesting time. I'm three thirty right now, and I got down to two thirty six. I looked like a shirt on a hanger. It was pencil thin, long ways, <laughs> and I was still two hundred and forty pounds. I was still obese at my skinniest. I was still still obese and. I, I was a whole hell of a lot healthier than I was. That's why I hate the BMI. I hate the BMI thing. Oh, because it's inaccurate. It's completely inaccurate and arbitrary. If you think about it, like in Hollywood, it's like, yeah, there's all these guys out there. I mean, like the thing is to get ripped for the, your next superhero movie mm-hmm. or whatever. But still, like, like especially comedians, a lot of comedians in the acting world, like for men, it's like more acceptable to be fat. Mm-hmm. Versus there's always, like, this image, if you're a woman actress, like, you have to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for the few. Like, you're saying, like, Rebel Wilsons and all these others. But they're always, but they're still, their way generally in. speaking, they're still only the funny, fat best friend. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it almost seems like guys get away with it more. They so. absolutely do. Of course they do. They're oh, definitely. Standards. Like, definitely. And, you know, I was like, that fat guy could not have a shirt on. Like, the Will Ferrells of the world. He's not fat, but, like... Mm-hmm. He's no like 
muscly guy either. But There's like, aspect that it's only acceptable for him to be mm-hmm. well <laughs> shirtless, and, but you get a fat actress or a fatter actress or a heavyweight actress, and they can't wear like a swimsuit or anything like that. It'd be totally faux pas, right? right. Completely, completely you say fat. Why? Large. It's a dis- why? It's a descriptive word yeah. with, with a P. It's not a bad one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, it doesn't it, bother me. It, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny to see to see that, and as you know, the privilege of I guess of being a male is that it doesn't happen as often. But like when you see things like, and this is weird coming from me who actually plays Thor, to to see you know Chris Hemsworth wearing a fat suit for, and I and I play that character. Right. It's like you know. Yeah, you're you're kind of playing it for laughs when that was a byproduct of severe trauma, what caused him to put on all that weight, the character to put on all that weight for the movie. But uh, what I was getting at was like to see the other side of this has been fascinating, and I was particularly taken aback and almost offended with because we talked about uh, Christy Let's Massey, I think her name is from This Is Us, with the guy that played her boyfriend slash husband on the show. Um, Chris, Chris doesn't matter. Yeah. Something anyway, <laughs> in those first couple seasons, he wore a fat suit because he's not a fat guy at all. He's a skinny guy, but he wore a fat suit because he was the love interest of the plus size actress. Well, he met at a, at a fat support group, so it would make a sense fat that suit. he would be fat. <laughs> well, but again, like. You can go to a fat support group and not have to put on a fat suit. You know, right. you don't really have to be. I don't know. It just to me was interesting that they would keep him in a fat suit. Now he's, you know, I mean, he's I not would, in it anymore. But I don't know. I haven't seen the latest season, but I, I stopped after the first season. I uh, I feel like at that point they should have found somebody that was fat. Well, like if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna write a character as a fat character to like that's a description that's totally fine. I have absolutely no issue with that, but find somebody that is that fits that description, not somebody that doesn't fit the description and then make them fit it. That that's not right because the, re- work for the reverse would not be acceptable. Right. If they're like, "Oh, well, you're 30 pounds overweight and we need you for this role, you better lose 30 pounds." Right. <laughs> like find somebody like, that's 30 pounds. Oh, lighter. you're not heavy enough. We'll just put a fat suit on you. It's right. fine. Well, I mean, look at all these years where you know, it was just skinny actresses in fat suits, like Shallow Howl. <laughs> Please, gross. Well, wasn't Shallow Howl um, the same person playing Howl and the skinny version of Howl? Or uh, no, no. Um, yeah, it was the girl Paltrow. Yeah, so she was playing, and she was in a fat suit but, at the end. But but she's playing both parts. Yes. So that's why that's a that's a little bit differently because she's playing both parts. It was just played for such laughs, like even right. in the even in the com- in the, even in the poster, he's like, "Oh, yeah." Jack Black is not a skinny dude, and oh, it's all crazy, you know, so hilarious that. Welcome to the double standards, friends. Exactly. <laughs> that's what that doubles. Yeah, and that's my f- my favorite is uh, when. A dude will be hitting on me on like an online dating or fucking even in person. Mm-hmm. He'll be hitting on me and whatever, and I I'll pull. I'm I'm polite most of the time. I'm rarely a bitch, um, but I'll say I'm not interested. Like move on, move on with my day, mm-hmm. and then I'll get called a bitch, a cunt, a fat slut, all this kind of whatever, whatever they can 
must muster up in their in their tiny little brains to call me. Mm-hmm. And fat is usually one, and I'm like, mm, okay, that's. But you were, you were literally just hitting on me, so uh, that's their quick go to because you shut. The, how, how dare you? How dare, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. How dare this little fat girl have standards? Oh my god. How she should be. She should, oh, be, she should be. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> bitch, please. <laughs> I'm a queen. Damn yeah. So I, I'm so glad that we 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 we. We we found the, we found the nugget of, of this film because I, I love it like oh perfect because <laughs> there's always something brilliant you could take out of these films and that's on top of the 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 commercialism and the the manufactured art of that but just that body that, that. I'm always here for the female perspective that's why we've got you here <laughs> no we got you here because you're hilarious and well, you're yeah. a thoughtful person well I mean there's there I remember I don't remember what movie it was but I remember one time when I was. I was telling you about something, and you were like, "I never thought of that," because it's not something you would think of as a male. No, yeah, for sure. And so, for sure. Honestly, I think it was Star. I think it was Spider Man. Yeah, I might have been, been when we did Spider Man three. It might have been. It was. I think partly is one of them was Spider Man three, and then part of um, uh, Coneheads. Oh when yeah. When we were yeah. talking about Chris Farley's character hitting on a teenager. Yep. And you're like, what? He's funny. And I was like, no, this is this is what he looks like. And you're like, Ooh. oh, yeah. Wait a second. When second. Juniper yep, and right. I were both like, no, what about this? And yep. you're like, well, I don't know. And like, it's just because because you 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 not necessarily identify with like an adult hitting on a teenager, but you identify as like this. You identify with um, Chris Farley because he's he's a he's a character that you Big can identify. Comedian, with. Yeah. Right. And so like you can identify with that. So you don't think about what like that character is mm-hmm. doing to a girl that I can identify with. Correct. So it's kind of like, it's those different perspectives. And nope. and I'm here to bring the truth. <laughs> I love bringing people that can speak to things that I can't speak to. It's yeah. wonderful. And we always have good discourse because of it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this is even where I thought we were going to go to. And this is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Oh my goodness! I well, take you places you never thought you'd go, Joey. <laughs> you and Parker Posey. <laughs> I mean, I would do that with her too. I'm just saying. God. <laughs> well, you go have fun and do that with Parker Posey and Rosario Dawson. And Rosario Dawson. Uh, I don't think there's any argument there. What? <laughs> no. Rosario Dawson. I know, right? <laughs> Ever since the dancing on top of. Clerk, clerks too. Oh, clerks too. Yeah. Ooh, God. <laughs> Lord. Oh, so I don't want to turn into. So I don't. Want, yeah, I don't want to turn into like a cartoon wolf from an old uh, Looney Tunes. Right. Oh, like holy smoke! Or say That's... like the horrible man. Like if I could be a tank top right now. Oh God. Unreal. I'm trying to avoid jumping into hey, the clerks. Hey, look, a bald trip. eagle. Hey, look, bald <laughs> eagle. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid jumping into the clerk's pool because we'll never get out of it. Right. Um, all right. A light just turned uh, off. Both of them did. That's Weird. That okay. Means it's time That's, to end. It's time. Yeah, the lights are shutting <laughs> off, so it's Closing time to say goodbye. Time. Before we go, uh, one of the – I reached out to a couple people – uh, to be on the show and with everything going on it was kind of hard to nail to to get him pinned down um but crystal moore who plays doctor who from doctor who velocity um she, this is one of her favorite movies and she was very upset uh that you know life is happening and she couldn't make it tonight 
So I said, well, tell me your your elevator pitch as to what makes this movie so wonderful. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. And, you know, what's your hot take on it? And then we'll we'll, we'll make sure that we, we get that out there. So she wrote to me. She goes, it is the best modern satire and the truest movie of our time. I would agree to that. It pulls back the curtain and shows you what corporate America is doing while mocking itself, consumers, pop culture, punk culture, and the music industry. It is Shakespeare-level comedy and deserving of a Mark Twain award in itself. I would agree to that, yes. Wow, you could have just like read that and I could have just stayed home. No. <laughs> <laughs> also... I feel inadequate now. Never also, P.S., Du jour means hygiene, so wash your hands and stay home, kids. <laughs> Thanks, Crystal Moore, Doctor Who. We love you. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen it before, do yourself the favors. Check out Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, I know a couple last couple years ago, Riverdale was really popular. So revisit the Archie Comics world and see this this take on it because it's absolutely perfect. It was a comic book movie that decided to go in a completely different direction. And I think that whether it was a good idea at the time, maybe not. It was just ahead of its time. But it definitely was ahead of its time. And it speaks more truths now than it did then. Um, Am I leaving anything on the table, you guys? I mean, I can wipe it up with a Clorox wipe. (laughs) Well, We we are going to be doing that here in a second. So the best part is... um, Leave it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god! I had uh, I re- I've had this song stuck, kind of stuck in my head for many, many years, and I knew that like they were making fun of boy bands with the song "Backdoor Lover," and I could <laughs> never such a good song. Oh my god! Which is such a which shit. is such a great song, and I totally forgot that this is where that movie came I from. Was my the back shit. of the lover. I couldn't remember if it was South Park, if it was something else. Watching and then Donald played... Faison and Seth Green sing that song yeah. was fucking amazing. Yeah, so you know you've heard Backdoor Lover before. I know you have. And uh, it's from Josie and the Pussycats. Movie, I don't think so. I've ever actually heard that song before, but as soon as it started playing, I was losing. Yeah. I was laughing no, so hard. No, it's so good. Yeah, if you've flashback to, to boy band, manufactured boy bands of the late 90s, early 2000s, perfect. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Perfect. They did a great job sure. with boy bands. All right. Great job with boy bands. So remember, don't forget to drink your Evian. Get your bounty sheets, <laughs> uh, your Clorox wipes if you can get, get it. Get target delivery. Get your target delivery. <laughs> um Remember, Val and Melody are are bad girls. <laughs> <laughs> but Fiona is the best. Fiona is the best, and get yourself a Big Mac. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Jeremiah and Carissa. It's always a good evening. Uh, always a good time spending meeting with you, you both. Um, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Um, remember, uh, stay safe. Wash your hands. Uh, keep your distance. Um, Little Miss, keep your distance, um, and be safe. We, we love you and we miss you, and we're going to make through this all right. Everything's going to be okay. So, all right, love you, and we will see you next time. Bye.